Welcome to Nerdables episode 461. This episode, we get caught up on some of the latest trailers, talk a little bit about the DCU and the Flash trailer. Uh, we talk about what could possibly be in the new Haunted Mansion trailer that comes out this week. Uh, talk a little bit of Mando. And we dive into the Quantum Realm with Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. So this is going to be Nerdables episode 461. How small can we go? Welcome to Nerdables. I'm Ari. Joining me are Mikey and Ethan. Hey, hey guys. So we've been on for two weeks. Um, there's a lot that's happened since then. There is. Well, well the Flash trailer came out. Oh, we never yeah. talked about it. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, what? It's been since Super Bowl? Yeah. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> uh, it actually made me want to see it. Really? Yeah. I'm not going to see it out of principle, I think, at this point. I would remove Ezra Miller. Yeah, I would see it. He's all over that movie. I know. There's like three or four of them. I know. But remove him, I would I would yeah. see it. I'd love the look of Supergirl. Yeah. I like how they're in like using her instead of it's an easy workaround not using Superman. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um there is t- talk that they redid some of the uh, something for the post credit mm-hmm. to fit into the new DCU. So there's something that will tie it to, you know, instead of, yeah, j- yeah. instead of just completely reworking everything mm. or trying to shoehorn this into whatever they're going to do, they're just going to add something that's going to take you from point A to point B yeah. and use that as what we always said was the flashpoint to restart the universe, which is, you know, which is really good. There's the, um, the initial, uh, screening of, Aquaman 2 did not go well at all. Yeah. I mean, it was like Batgirl bad. That's the trailer for Fast X, right? (laughs) Right. I wonder if part of that is for people who are trying to make it worse because they don't want it to succeed because of Amber or, yeah, Mm. Amber Heard. I doubt that. I mean, you know, you're you're getting, you're just getting a screening, you know, of people and then... Because there's um, so many people that are like, I am not going to see this, or, you know, I'm going to downvote it everywhere. This is that because they decided to keep her. Mm. You know. Well, you see, you've seen the the thing going around where everybody's trying. All the Snyderverse people are trying to get Netflix to buy the Snyderverse movies from, uh, from Warner Brothers from Warner Brothers, so they can put them on Netflix. Yeah, but that's well, it. Well, no, they you want can't to. They want Netflix to buy it so they can continue the Snyder. Version. Not necessarily continue it because they can't. There's no way they can't. They can't continue with that IP. Yes, they'd have to buy the IPs, and there's no way Warner Brothers is selling no, Netflix no. the IPs. There's no way that Netflix has enough money to buy the IPs. No, Netflix wouldn't want to buy that crap anyway. Right. I mean, if anything, they're just going to buy those movies that they can distribute on their service. But it was funny because I was watching. Uh, uh, AEW Dynamite last mm. week, and there's a guy that's literally sitting there with uh, Snyder is all elite. Uh, Netflix buy the Snyderverse, and he's got these signs up, and he's holding them up to the whole thing. And it's like four <laughs> or five different, you know, Snyder <laughs> signs, and I'm like, this guy is whacked out of his mind. If that, you know, it's a probably a plant. It's probably not a fan. It's some plant that 
Uh, I, I don't know. There's a lot of, I mean, I see a lot of things that come up here uh, on my Facebook page just because I, you know, like superheroes and stuff. And it all of a sudden right. I get all this crap about the Snyderverse and save the Snyderverse and da 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 da. It's like, mm-hmm. really? Was it, I mean, are there that many diehard Snyderverse yeah. fans? There was mm-hmm. enough to make him release yeah. a four hour cut of Justice League. That no, that, that barely that Warner, anyone made it through. That people got Warner Brothers to give him an extra thirty million dollars to do. That's the crappy part. I like, but mo- most people didn't even make it through the movie. I watched it. It wasn't any. It was worse. And I watched it, and there's a lot, especially in that first hour, that did not need to be there. No, no, it was not a good movie. Yeah, and it was not a good movie to re-edit and re-release. I don't know. I feel like Warner Brothers at this point is just like, eh, let's just throw it out there and see what happens. With these last four movies? Yeah, that's just what they're in doing. in general, I think. Well, I, th- no, I think that's what they were doing with the Snyderverse, and that's why they brought in James Gunn to say, well, wait a minute. We need to wrangle this. I know you guys didn't want to be Marvel or do what Marvel was doing. They've been doing it for 15 years now and making billions of dollars. You know, even their worst movies are still making profits. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your best movies are not making profits. Yep. You know, let's, you know, okay, you, you wanted to throw Backer out there. You produced it, and then you threw it away. Mm. It doesn't make sense. This, they just wasted $90 million on that project for no reason. Well, you know, it, I mean, if it, 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 they said it's bad. Oh. They said it's bad. And all they of, say it bad, and the, the executives say it's bad, but then everybody who was part of a screening that saw it, Said no, this is actually pretty good. Gunn oh, said yeah. it was bad. Oh. So. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sure that if he's he's going to look at it and go, well, okay, maybe it's not that bad or whatever. But you know, but he's a no. It's <laughs> it was not done very well at all, and it was a shame for the people that worked on that film. Well, yeah, it's for any film. Um, but the new trailer, the trailer for Flash showed us Michael Keaton as Batman, Ben Affleck as Batman. It's the Keaton part that is oh, cool. Everybody oh, freaked out. Yeah, oh. I, And I'd kill to go and watch that. I just, I just can't support Warner Brothers if they made that decision to continue to leave Ezra Miller in that movie. Yeah. After everything that he's done, they've continued to just say, you know what, we're going to put it out there. You know, when they've shelved, you know, movies in the past, you know, it, I, mm-hmm. I get that, you know, you probably lose a ton of money on this, but this is not good for Warner Brothers image too. Especially for the fact that they're like, yeah, we're going to continue working with J.K. Rowling on Harry Potter stuff. Right. That doesn't look good for you. I really have no desire to watch Warner Brothers movies because I don't want to support them. I don't want to give them yeah, my but money. Yeah, but they put way too much money into the Flash movie and the re and you know the reshoots and everything like that. They they where they have to try to recoup something from it. Good for them. You know, yeah. I, they're not going to get my money. So e- even without the whole Ezra Miller, how he is him just as Barry, like just the bits in there. I don't like him. as Barry. Oh, I, I didn't I like him. St- in, I can't stand his. I'm fine with. The I didn't like him in, the, in. I didn't like him in Justice League. Was he the best? No. Uh, did, did I enjoy his his parts like in Justice League and stuff like that? Mm. Yeah. OK. He did. OK. But it's just, you know. On a principal matter now, I just really can't support that, and I can't give my money to Warner Brothers. So, 
I, it sucks because I'd really like to see Michael Keaton, how that turns out. Yeah. Supergirl's one of my favorite characters. I'd love to see her in a movie. Uh, they haven't really said anything about really working yeah. with J.K. Rawlings anymore. They just said that they're going to... They're talking about doing a whole other Harry Potter series. What? Not necessarily Harry Potter series, but a Wizarding World series. Still. That does not necessarily mean it has to do mm-hmm. with J.K. Rawlings. It's just going to be set within the same universe. How do they just finish up They Fantastic still have Beast. to give her money for licensing. So me by me watching that movie, it's going to give money to her. I get news for you, though. No matter where you go, whatever you do, somehow some of your money yeah, is going to people sucks, that but you don't I want know, it to. If I know specifically that I can stop doing that, then true. I'm going to stop doing that. Yeah. That's true. So are you not ever going to see any of the DC DCU ver- movies? I don't know. We don't know. I, I really have no desire to continue watching... What if James Gunn makes a Flash movie and uses Ezra Miller? Then no. I know. I'm just throwing out... I have no desire to see him in a movie. I have no desire to support any movie that's going to continue to... So then Fantastic Beasts must just like totally fuck you over because it's J.K. Rawlings and Ezra Miller. Yeah, I've only seen the first one. I've never seen the second (laughs) one or the third one. So... And I have no desire to. So... I only have two more left of that, so... To get through or for them to make? For them to make. Yes. And then, yeah. And I get my 20 bucks is not going to hurt Warner Brothers, but for the principle of the matter, knowing that I haven't given it to them, that's for me personally. Anybody else who wants to go see it, more than than the power to do it. Go Mm -hmm. for it. You know, that's a decision you guys have to make. I've made made my decision, and I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. So. Okay. I just don't want to watch any DC movies. Like they just what about Warner Brothers announcing that they are going to be doing some more Lord of the Rings movies? I don't know about that because The Hobbit were weren't the greatest of movies. (laughs) Peter Jackson went went, wait wait you want to do what you want uh, you're going to make more Lord of the Rings movies? Oh, said my my Lord of the Rings. Oh, am I? Writing them? Am I involved in them? Because <laughs> he didn't know at first if he was going to be involved in them. Uh, now he's like, all right, let's see what they want to talk about and let's see what they want to do. Well, I mean, technically, they don't have to give him anything. They don't have to bring him in if they didn't want to. I mean, if, if he's up for it, I would say it would be better because he knows that lore of his world and everything that he put into Lord of the Rings for it. So it would work out better, in my opinion. Now, here's the thing. When we say Lord of the Rings movies, the book, the Lord of the Rings, mm. the three, you know, mm. b- the books within it, mm. Fellowship, t- Twi- uh, Two Towers, yeah. and Return, those are done. Yeah. Now, there's more within, you know, Middle Earth and the ages that they can do. Yeah. Out, even outside of where they are with powers, the Ring of Power. Mm. You know, there, there's still a ton of the Silmarillion that they didn't touch. Mm. Uh, even you know, if even if you want to go back to the first age or the second age, there is so much material that they can pull from. And with the success of Power of the Rings, the first season, it makes it where they want to go. Yeah, we could do this, but we got to tell you know you got to tell a story. I could see them picking and choosing s- certain stories from the Silmarillion mm. and doing those as you know. As, as your movies, mm. which would be good because there's some really, really good 
stories within there mm. that I would love to see. You know, I mean, I, I love the, I love it with the book within the book yeah, and using my imagination to determine what things look like and things like that, where, you know, within what, Tolkien has explained, and because believe me, he right. really explains the shit out of stuff. Yeah, even more so than when I write, and it's that's crazy. Mm. The man, I mean, will tell you, you know, the going up the mountain to the sunrise to the, the, the you know the color of the fields to the flowers to the bugs to the dirt, you know, give you everything mm. in, in within the scene, yeah. setting the scene. Yeah. Um, but there are stories I'd love to see. You know that that are take place in there. You know, there's some there's some really interesting stuff with Sauron, which we're getting in, which we're really we're getting in Power of the Rings loosely. Yeah. Um. Not not as close. Well, even even um. Even Jackson's stuff wasn't verbatim, or even you know he took a lot of liberties and a lot of piecing together things. Mm. Um. There's some characters that you left out that I really wish you would put in there. But maybe we can get stories for theirs and, you know, whatever Warner Brothers is wanting to do. But it was just kind of funny because it kind of, like, blindsided Peter Jackson. Yeah. Like, what the hell you mean you're making more in Lord of the Rings? Well, like Ethan said. Well, I mean, he's he's also not included in those decisions. It's no, uh, I know. But it was so. just weird. It's weird that they would make the announcement that they're going to make more Lord of the Rings movies without consulting the guy that did the six movies that they are well, Why would they have to consult? Him? A lot of people get information nowadays, like blindsided on Twitter oh, sure, or sure. the internet. Like, oh, okay. The girl that played Cassie Lang before getting replaced by Catherine Newton got, found out that oh, she yeah, got yeah. replaced because that. they announced the casting for Catherine Newton. <laughs> She's like, oh, wait, so I'm not in this movie? Right. Did you see that uh, Dakota, Dakota Johnson is up for, uh, is in rumors to talk to be Sue Storm? In the MCU? I didn't see anything about that, but I could see that, sort of. I'm not mm. the biggest Dakota Johnson fan. I'm not a huge fan of her either. And for uh, that character, I mean, we had Jessica Alba, so like, yeah, what, what do I know? I know this, uh, that was a poor choice. You know who I think might be a good choice? For Sue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence. Maybe. Yeah. Because she's she's still young, but not yeah that young anymore. Where she was at, oh, right, to me, right at the right age. Okay, I take that back. It depends on the story they're telling. If right. Val and Franklin are already born. Well, probably will. You want to go with somebody maybe a little bit older than her. unless Unless you're talking that they're toddlers or something. No, I would. But I, I, I would, would think ma- that you I would, would make have middle age. Uh, the, at least Franklin. No, you mean Franklin, teenagers? Franklin, Franklin being in middle school. Yeah, I, I, I would put him. I would put him right there, a little bit younger than what you have Cassie and Kate, but maybe a little bit older than what you had as Wanda's kids. Oh yeah, yeah. So they'd be older like right too. in between that. Yeah. So like thirteen, fourteen, younger or something. Teenagers. Yeah. yeah. That's where I would put them. And, and now we, it gives you a chance to tell Fantastic Four stories and Fantastic Family stories. Yeah. And expand it out. And even if you want to, you know, if you start to do your um, Young Avengers, you have a crossover, which we'll get to Ant-Man. After mm. watching Ant-Man, 
just the way he was with Ka- with Casey, Cassie, mm. I was thinking, there's your Young Avengers, you know, Young uh, Avengers Academy right there. He realized Scott starts to want to get back to you know, teaching kids to be to use their powers and to, to mm. uh, you know, become superheroes, because he's trying to do yeah. that with Cassie. Well, yeah. So and it's already set for in San Francisco. Yeah, that's where yeah. Avengers, yeah. yeah, Avengers Academy was. Well, you can tell they're kind of going for the next Avengers team to be younger. <coughs> There's a rumor out there that's saying that the, you know, the Tony Stark lead character for the Avengers is now going to be Tom Holland, that's Spider-Man. They want him to kind of run the helm of the new next Avengers team type of thing. So, it, I mean, I, it's a rumor, so yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. if that's uh, true or not. Well, but. with all the Kang stuff, when we already, Feige did say that not every movie in Phase 5 is going to be Kang-centric or have to do with Kang. Okay. Um, he also said that he felt like there were way too many series, too. Way too many series? Yeah. Like TV shows? That was the rumor, was Feige supposedly said there's too many shows. Okay, well, stop approving them then. Yeah. <laughs> You're the fucking, I'm like, you're the that's fucking like, lead. That's why I'm like, I don't know if I trust that rumor because you know he's the one who approves them. You know, and even if you do four a year, you know, you do three movies and four series. You that's do a lot. That's well, it's a, a lot, but not even if he's saying that it's it's like with uh, Lucasfilm talking about the Star Wars series and like, yeah, maybe we did put too much out there. Maybe we should slow down a bit. Yeah, but that was also quite or. Uh, 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 Liam Neeson saying, "Yeah, there's too many Star Wars things out there to follow." Yeah, so I mean, that was more him than uh, than Lucasfilm. Besides, mm-hmm. you know, Disney Plus is going. No, we want that content. We need that content. Yeah, you know, they have to stay relevant because you know when Netflix is putting out so many new original yeah, pieces. You have, you have Star Wars. You already have a name brand in that. So right, there's no originality to the those. Properties. That's the problem. It's is they're still not Star Wars. But see, the problem is so. they're not they're not really telling you new stories, or uh, they're telling you new stories, but not with new characters, other than the Mandalorian. But even the Mandalorian, look how season two relied Bad on. Batch. There's clones, so they yeah, existed, but, but see that one. I mean, but that's animated. That's right. a, you know that's a lot easier okay. to do. You know, live action. Caslian Ka- or Andor. It's probably the closest one because it's a new character within a property that you barely know. Mm. And you're getting a brand new story in all these different great locations, you know, and it's set in an era that you're familiar with, familiar with, but not really too familiar with because it's right before the, the rebellion. So you don't have, you don't have all that going on. You have this buildup to it and you know where everything left with, episode three now we're starting to see how it builds to episode four which makes it a lot more interesting obi-wan wasn't bad but you're still telling the obi you know a character that you're very familiar with yeah you know mandalorian was fine the first season when there was no you know guest star of the week and then all of a sudden season two it felt like every week we had a new guest starring character that we knew of before mm. but it looks like we're getting a lot of series that are not going to be characters that we know like the acolyte and yeah you know, a lot of the true the acolyte's the only one because we remember the one after this is ahsoka 
And that's just Rebels live action. Wasn't there something else out there too? There was. A uh, Skeleton Crew's coming too. Okay. But the, and that one, so. that one should be pretty much a brand new story right. cast and characters yeah. we're not familiar. But see, the problem is Star Wars fans don't want that. They, they say they do, but then they want to have the Ahsoka story. We well, yeah, want to have... That's the problem. Everybody complained about Andor right. being like slow and not care. Like this... Like it just wasn't uh, Star Wars enough, I guess. To me, and to me, it was very much Star Wars. Yeah. More so than even the Mandalorian. Oh, I liked Andor over Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, I, Gro- the Grogu character is cute. I like it, but I think it's way too much. Well, they just put, I think they put more effort and thought into the look of Andor over the Mandalorian. Mandalorian oh, totally. still looks a lot of CGI. Well, and that's just it. To- they, I guess I just found uh, Beth was telling me that she saw a story about um, where Pedro Pascual was in London filming Mandalorian mm. when he was quote unquote auditioning or at least reading for The Last of Us. Mm. And the time difference and everything, you know, he was when he was calling LA, mm. you know, he'd been on set all day and doing everything. So he was really tired. And he said that. He said he really wanted to do this, you know, because it was something different than he's done, anything else he's done. Mm. And he had, I guess he had taken an ambient the night that they were told him, all right, we're going to call you back. You know, we'll call you back if you get the part mm. or if we want you, you know, if you're, you know. so he took an ambient, woke up when they called him, they said, you got the part and everything. He was like, great. Went back to sleep. He said, he woke back up that, you know, and was like, crap, they never called. Felt like a dream. He <laughs> felt, it felt like a dream to him because he was on, you know, had an ambient. Yeah. And then he was looking at his phone and his phone was blowing up and he realized, oh shit, I got the part. Mm. But it was because, you know, and I'm like, filming in, I'm feeling, you know, the, what I took from that was Mandalorian was filming in, in, uh, in England because they, every other, the first two seasons were done out here in Long Beach at the, uh, at the, at the, um, void or what the volume? I thought that was out, and I thought the volume was in London. They may have one. Oh, because they it, have one in, in London. They have one in here. Or yeah. here in the one that was here is original. There's and supposed to be a building a second one here. There's one that's going to be built in Australia. Yes, ah. they're building one there, but I didn't think the one in England was done yeah. yet. <clears throat> it's been done for a little while now. I didn't think so because uh, there's also supposed to be one in Atlanta they too. Used, they they used it for season two. I thought that, yeah, when you guys were talking about Mandalorian, you guys kept on saying the volume, and I thought it was all the one in England. I didn't think, I didn't think that one was complete yet, but it, I could be wrong. Um, but hopefully, you know, even this Navarro looks way different in the episode that just paid, the, came out tonight. Looks so much better. Um, but Star Wars fans want new content with old characters. Mm. You know, they don't want you to tell, they want the story. They want the, the universe to be very, you know, inclusive. Yeah. Which I, I think is wrong. I think that you, you can't, you got to expand the star Wars universe and tell stories and things, you know, the battle of, of Yavin could be taken place, you know, at the same time as another story you're getting, that's mm-hmm. on the other side of the galaxy that has nothing to do with the empire or the rebellion. 
you know, and you may be sitting there and, you know, something happens when somebody walks into a bar or something and there's a hollow of the Death Star blowing up or something. Mm. You know, that's your connection. But there's no lightsabers in it. Oh, mm. and there's no Yoda and there's no Luke Skywalker. Oh. Why did Nacho Man come out? That wasn't Nacho Man. <laughs> kind of. was uh, um enraged fan, number one. <laughs> but I just, you know, I just think that they need to, you need to have that. You know, that's what the MCU, the MCU was doing with their stories. You know, Graham, we we're getting something with Wanda, with Loki, all those. But they're, they're starting to expand out. You know, look at um, Wolf by, uh, what was it? Werewolf by, Werewolf, by, Werewolf by Night. You know, that expands out to no one that's tied to the MCU until mm. now. You know. Because they're willing to go beyond... They're insular characters, though, yes. too. But then you even have something like, you know, She-Hawk, that one of the things they were doing, you know, even though people disliked it so much, mm. they were basically telling the fans, look, we're holding a mirror up to your faces right now. Yeah. That's some of the things that they talked about. You know, because this is, what you, this is what you bitch and complain about. So we're giving you exactly what you bitch and complain about, and we're telling you that you're going to bitch and complain about this. Yeah. So... Where I mean, anymore, it's just like, you know, we we covered this a month or so ago, where now people can sue, mm. you know, film companies because a trailer isn't exactly what they thought it was when they went to the movie. Right. You know, we're, we live in an age now where there, you don't enjoy other people's art. You criticize about their art instead of enjoying it. Mm. You know? And... Yeah, we sat here, and I guess you could say we said did the same thing with the Snyderverse, but there's a difference between, to me, there's a difference between putting out something that's bad for the sake, you know, and, and just for the sake of just putting it out there, the trans, last few Transformers movies, you know, and then putting out something that the fans have been asking for, mm. just so, like, Kenobi. They wanted Kenobi forever. Yeah. They want, you know, and to me, without, other than the fact that Kenobi had a relationship with Leia and not Luke in it, mm. I can't see anything else that was in that show that people did not ask for. You got Qui-Gon, you know, you got him battling Darth Vader. Yeah. You got everything you wanted, but you also find out that he had a relationship with Leia before Luke. You know, which to me is more interesting in the sto- in that storytelling because yeah. it's more unpredictable, right? And it also gives him another reason. It gives him a reason to leave Tatooine that makes perfect sense mm-hmm. because you know, even though he has his mandate is to protect Luke, well, the other one's in trouble too, so I got to protect her. Yeah, yeah. Also, it, it ends up tying it all together for Episode Four as to why Leia would reach out to Obi Wan Kenobi. Out of any, out of anybody else, because um, she knows he's gonna help. Because she, she has a good relationship with him. It's not like yeah, that's true. You know, uh, unfortunately, th- because of the writing for episode four, it kind of makes it seem like she doesn't know who he is. Yeah, you know, but uh, in a sense, yeah. But even <laughs> even when you get to even when you get to Rogue One, Bale says, "I know somebody that you know," and they say, "Maybe it's time to to call in your friend." He goes, I know somebody I can trust 
to, you know, to go get him. Mm. Yeah. You know, so it, it helps, you know, that to me, that little bit of Bale's dialogue there helps to bring in the piece yeah. to, to, well, anybody, anybody that harps on, you know, because the way she says the line makes it seem like she doesn't know Obi-Wan Kenobi also has to realize that was the first project made. Right. There was no plan to do anything else after that. So for them to continue to harp on, oh, well, it makes it sound like she doesn't know who he is. But then in the Obi-Wan series, you know, 50 years later, she knows who he is, you know. I just saw a meme today that was Jude Law uh, as Dumbledore. And it said like 1921 or something. Mm -hmm. And then it showed the scene from Deathly Hollows when... Dumbledore's going to meet Tom Riddle and it says, you know, 1933 or something. Or it's like, boy, that was a really rough 11 years for mm. him to go from this to this, yeah. <laughs> you know, our, it, it's a shame that our, we've become, we have, we've become well, so cynical. It's nitpicky that we are nitpicking. We're not enjoying stories for the storytelling. Like, We're you, trying to enjoy stories for the nostalgia. Or for, you know, the, the you know, I guess whatever talk factor or, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like, what, what, what can we discuss about it afterwards? Yeah. You can't. And, like, I really enjoy stories. I've, I've mentioned this many times on the podcast. I would watch something and I'm not looking for Easter eggs or I'm not looking for any of this or that or whatnot. If I notice it, cool. Mm -hmm. But I really want to know the story that people put behind all of these series. So... You know, I enjoy them for what they are. Mm. They could be bad, but, you know, if I enjoyed the story enough, I'll say, you know, I, I, I enjoyed the movie because it told me a good story. But I'm not going to go back and say, well, you know, Scott Lang had this on his suit in the other Iron Man or other Ant-Man movie, yeah. but he doesn't have it on this. Uh, why is it not continuous and blah, blah, or, you know, whatever, making yeah, up yeah, yeah. stupid shit about now, the movie. Before we get to Ant-Man, you all have seen... How how to train your dragon? Mm -hmm. No, you've never seen it. Wow, I've seen clips of it. And I haven't really. It's, it's I I enjoyed oh, the I series. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I just never got around to watching it. So. Well, here's your chance because the Universal is oh, going yeah, to do yeah, a live heard. action one. I heard about that, but they're using the same yeah. the original director, right? I think. Sure. Of the I would I wouldn't watch but, the live action before watching the original oh, animated one. Okay, Obviously. so what about? Haunted Mansion, because tomorrow the trailer drops for it coming out in July of this year. Yeah, but that's different. The first Haunted Mansion movie sucked. I, yeah. Well, I, yeah. They, they completely disenvowled that. Yeah, like, it doesn't so, exist. I don't know. This yeah, is the I mean, one that, this is the one that uh, Scarlett Johansson is a producer on. Mm -hmm. That, all that, it came out after the, the whole lawsuit thing. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm The lawsuit from uh, Black Widow. Oh, oh. Over the payment or whatever. That's right. Contract rights or something. I don't right. Know. But yeah. Uh, of these two of these two that you I've just mentioned, which one do you seem more excited about? Or e do you care about either? I would say more so the Haunted Mansion than How to Train Your Dragon because I don't know much about How You Train Your Dragon where I, I would want to see the animated one more uh, before I would see a live action one. 
Just so to see, see if I, would, I like it. I would have thought it had been the other way around for you because I know you love the ride, the Haunted Mansion. Mm. So it's easier for them to screw up your expectations of what a movie would be. Yeah, but that also goes back to what I just said like five minutes ago. I'm more interested in the story. So if it come, if it's a good story, the ride has its own story. Yes. This movie, if it's an exact carbon copy of the ride, then yeah, maybe I'll be like, eh, I'm not, yeah, I'm yeah. not too excited. But if it's a completely different story, then I'm interested And that's a ride it. too. It's not like a previous property mm. really. You're not, it's not going to diminish the quality of your ride experience. Mm-hmm. Some people watch, said pirates, this movie. pirates run there. Ride experience. Well, they're fucking retarded. <laughs> Why would watching a movie ruin your experience going through the stupid ride? It's a fun yeah. ride. That's dumb. I I still, even to this day, watching Pirates and going on the ride, they're two completely separate things to me. Even though you have Jack Sparrow in it, even though right. you have Barbosa, it's still, you know, two sure. different experiences yeah. to me. So, yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, that's just odd. Yeah, so we have... Little, so Disney's got a lot coming out this year. Mm-hmm. They've got Little Mermaid in... They still haven't put out a full trailer for that. They put out that Wish trailer, mm-hmm. which isn't anything, and then that little uh, teaser yeah. a long time ago. Well, that's it. Um, you have that coming out. Mm-hmm. You have Guardians coming out, mm-hmm. both in May. Uh, oh, Little Mermaid's in May, too? Little Mermaid's in May. Uh. Haunted Mansions. Same in weekend? No, no, no. One's at the beginning of the month, one's at the end of the month. Yeah, okay. Uh, you have Haunted Mansion in July. Okay. There's another Marvel movie. You know yeah. nobody's going to watch The Little Mermaid because, you know, hashtag not my Ariel, right? <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> did you see the Peter Pan trailer? That's Peter that. Pander and Wendy? No. It looks okay. Peter it is... interesting. Peter's a little... Um, Indian boy, mm-hmm. and I, when I say Indian boy, I actually mean he's from you know yeah Indian no, descent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we usually say Native American now anyway. So when you say in, not even you can't even say Native American anymore. It's indigenous people. Yeah, Jesus, um, and Tinkerbell is African American, mm-hmm. or at least she's you know she she's of African descent. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I noticed it, and I'm like, okay. I thought doesn't matter to me. Yeah, again, it's still Tinkerbell. And you, I'm you interested in the story. Doesn't did matter you, to me. <laughs> did you catch who Hook is? Is no. Jude Law? I did not Jude see, Law. I didn't see it because I didn't have a great Beth picture. Goes, who the I'm hell like, is? Yeah. Who the hell is Hook? I didn't know either. I I couldn't really see it, and I couldn't catch the voice really. And do you know who but, Wendy is? Someone a white girl. I don't know. She's Mila Jovovich's daughter. That, that is. Yeah, she's the she played know. young, yeah. uh, young Black Widow. Mm. She did, yeah. I didn't know in that. the Black Widow movie. She not she the play, younger sister. The she plays oh, the, uh, she plays young she Natasha. Plays Natasha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, huh? I was like, I she, can see that now. She in terms looks. Of the face. She, she almost looks, looks like because her, like, her mom started. I guess when she was like, she was a model, and okay. mm. I think she did Return to the Blue Lagoon like when she was sixteen or seventeen mm. or something. She they she almost looks exactly like she did. M- Mila did <laughs> at that point because she's about to she's getting to be that yeah. age or something. Did she have the same experience as Brooke Shields? <laughs> no, I don't think they had the exact. No. I don't think they had that experience <laughs> making that movie. <laughs> Oof. But well, even before that, Brooke Shields was <laughs> nude in movies. That was a different time. Completely mm-hmm. different time. Well, I was we Wrong. were. 
Oh, we were watching. Still s- wrong, but it was a different time. <laughs> um, wrong's a weird choice of words for that because it was depending on how the usage. Because you know there was a difference between art was then and now. It's still a child. Oh, because so. uh, we just saw that they're they're changing. Uh, uh, Old doll. Thank you. Yeah. His books. You know, and, and Beth was like, "This is ridiculous. This is like now. What are we going to cover, David? Pretty you know, much. we're like, we got to stop changing things just for the sake of changing it, them. It is what it is. Those books will never be made again. That author's dead, so it's not like he's still writing stuff and it's coming out, and he's still using that same language or same." Descriptive. No, but his his but his, his estate his estate no. agreed to let them change. Ian things. Fleming's did the, is doing the same thing. <coughs> yes, it's just I think, especially written word. It's, it, you know, it's you, art still. You, yeah, so. that's like going up to the Mona Lisa and well, that's you what know Ethan was saying the whole David. Yeah, may as well cover the dick. Yeah, the you know the Venus de Milo. You know you're gonna you're gonna cover her up next. Yeah. You know, I, I, I get, I understand things where you don't have to buy it. You don't have to enjoy it. Right. That's I get where there's things that they're offensive, you know, and, and you, that weren't offensive before. Mm-hmm. And some of those things, you know, you may not, not necessarily change, but should be left open for discussion. Yeah. You know, you, you should be able to song of the South is not, it's a very, you know, it's not intentionally supposed to be racist. But it was well, depicting it was depicting the way things were in that time. It's been period. pulled for a long time, though. It's too, been pulled so. for a long time. But to me, you know, that's like pulling you know Gone with the Wind because of the way that right. You know the, the everything's depicted in that. Right. You may as well go back and change that. I mean, this right. I think it should be left open where you don't necessarily take that away, that piece away, that piece of art away. Mm. But maybe do a documentary style piece in, for, in before it or after it, talking about the situation, doing a roundtable discussion where people discuss why is this offensive now and it wasn't then. Well, you know what makes it offensive because there are people that are growing up that just I mean it, I've been told that's offensive, so now it's offensive, right? But most likely it was also offensive then. Oh, I'm sure to the certain people that it was offended offending but others didn't deem it offensive right so no i mean i i know there's a, there's a lot of things yeah. you know you can go on about the statues yeah, yeah. in the south and things like that and you know there's a lot of things that i don't think those those statues should be destroyed i think they should be put in a proper place where you yeah. can educate people it's about just like them. the ark yeah just do that exactly but you don't put the losers of history out as as heroes as heroes yeah. right um so speaking about losers of history <laughs> ant-man mm. um not getting the accolades that a lot of the other marvel movies get and you know it's not doing as well as a lot of the other marvel movies of course ant-man movies are never going to do spider-man numbers they never have they never have they never will mm. This one, going into the quantum realm, you knew it was going to be different. You know, 
are there are there some pieces about it I dislike, or I have I I question the style that they did it in. You know, mm. um, the, the whole welcome back Cotter with with um, with Scott walking down at the beginning. I'm fine with it at the very beginning. You're introducing, you oh. know, how he is at that time. At the end, you don't like the end. I yeah. don't think I, it should be like that at the end. That fits his character. I, li- though, I liked so it. I think no, I I get it. Fits his character. I liked it at the end. It yeah. worked. I just think I that do also like you know at the the one at the end is kind of like questioning. Wait, I did the right thing, right? You know, at I the look. very end of that part, yeah. yes. So it it kind of like you know, well, it makes it like oh yeah, it's happy, happy, and then oh shit, there is something. Because he's more self, aw- yeah, he yeah. he, he becomes, becomes more self aware. He's like, oh, so the audience is like, oh shit, you know, maybe something else is coming right. that's bigger, and obviously it's building up. So this is the start of it. But where there's a lot of people that complain it was too Star Wars ish. Yeah, Who but cares? there was it's, a couple. There's to me, there was only a couple parts that a, were like that. I mean, really, what's any different? Like, I think it was you who said yeah. it. It's Guardians. Guardians is the same thing, or you said it. it I said that. Yeah. yeah. It's very it's, to me. It's very guarded. Okay, it's just when they when they went to that in the first one when they went to the uh, the planet no, and no, Yondu uh, yes. was mm-hmm. nowhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And all the aliens were there. Yes, and which is still that's okay. Star Wars ish, but done in a very marvelous marvelish way. Yeah, and it's more practical sets too, where yeah. this is a little harder because it's now technically small. The only time that I, when I looked at it and I went, boy, that looks like Star Wars, was when Kang was getting his troops together. And he's getting ready, you know, have oh, them all. And yeah. I was like, that's, that, to me, that looked like right out of a deck of the clones. Yeah. Which I didn't mind, and, you know, and yeah, that's you, movies play homage to other movies like that. Yeah. Um, I thought, I thought the characters that they came up with were very unique and very subatomic. Mm. Yeah. You know, all of the characters seem to have a very, you know, microscopic, feel or look to them, including the entire world. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just, it, it felt they did a good job of creating characters and environments that made you feel I, small. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was in a large universe. Right. I still felt like I was in a micro universe. Yeah. So I, I thought I, that was brilliantly I didn't done. Get lost on that. Mm. Um, I thought that, I liked that Cassie didn't know really how to use her power or use, you know, or not really powers, but suit. suit. Yeah. And then develop, you know, her own unique style of it. Also, I like the fact that it was like Scott had to tell her, okay, this is how you fight in the suit. This is, yeah, you, know, yeah. you have to use this to your advantage, you know, like up and then through or something like throwing you, right. talking about punching or something like, it was like things jump like and that. Touch or yeah. Like something like that. So I do like that. It's kind of like, okay, I'm training her how to use, it because she needs to use it now. Well, I was wondering how they were going to get her to the quote unquote stature part of her character. Mm. You know, cause she's where Scott, you know, will usually Ant-Man will shrink small most of the time. Mm. Yeah. Her character usually just goes big. Yeah. And I like that. She, you know, how they incorporated that. Mm-hmm. I didn't even and got to that, that point. So I just took it as she just, Learn to do that too, just like Scott did. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it was kind of like it happened on mistake. 
you know, so or happened by mistake. So mm. she just kind of like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm big now. You know, it's like it was kind of the same way when Scott did it for the first time. Right. Too. The and then she got down. And she's like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> oranges. I need citrus. <laughs> um, Bill Murray's character though was a waste. Yeah. I unless he's coming back in another thing for something else. It whatever it's he I'm sure his kids or grandkids wanted him to be in a Marvel movie just like um, Glenn Close but, yeah and uh, but I mean others, his character but, his character well they changed it somewhat because he is human that went down to the microverse or sorry it was called the microverse in the in, in the end or mm. original you know Marvel yeah. went down to the quantum realm mm. where this one apparently he was already down there right I don't know. I didn't know his character prior to this movie, so it's uh, Rainer or something. I forget. Oh, I don't know. Um, I didn't like his intro. I liked when he became serious. Yes, more so than his mm-hmm. comedic stylings at the beginning. But yeah, um, what did you think of the little blob guy? Because that seems to be everybody's favorite character. Seems it was fun. It was okay. Yeah, it was a fun yeah. character. I got holes. <laughs> yeah, I will say, and uh, this is probably the uh, unpopular opinion, that I felt he who remains was a lot more of a threat than King was. I didn't get the I, I didn't really get the feeling of Kang being a threat. He was just overpowered, and you know if he's that overpowered, you know it, it kind of made it almost unrealistic that someone like Scott would be able to beat him. Beat him. Yeah. I think that they have to have each Kang be very different. I don't remember mm. how powerful or more intimidating make that uh, he who remains. It well, was just, just that the, last scene in Loki. It's just, right. he felt like he, by his dialogue, I felt like it was more of a threat than actually seeing Kang do his thing. But if you think about it, King the Conqueror was exiled by his own people. Mm. You know, he wasn't, or by his own self. Right. He wasn't all powerful. I mean, in a way he was, but they were able to take him out and put him into the microverse. Mm. Fuck. Quantum quantum realm. um, Very easily. You know, Whereas I think that you're going to see with the other Kangs, them getting worse and worse. Yeah, I can especially get that. when especially when you get to the Red Centurion, Centurion mm. and you get to Rama. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, think I, I think Rama is going to be the worst. I mean, knowing knowing King the Conqueror through the comics and whatnot, and how powerful he was, I just didn't feel like this movie did it justice for how powerful Kang usually is depicted. And so I felt like there was more of a threat just by the dialogue of he who remains rather than the actions that King had in this movie. Did he, did he seem more sort of like a comic book villain in this movie then? Yeah. Like it came across like, Oh damn it. I got beat by these. Yeah. It kind of feels like damn heroes. Like I said, it's probably going to be an unpopular opinion. I don't know if a lot of people kind of feel that way too, but it's just, as a villain, I didn't feel, you know, like there was any real source of or sense of threat 
you know, most people have a problem with Modoc. Oh, I have a ter- I had a problem with Modoc. <laughs> really? Oh, I hated that. Yeah, I. They make him look like such a buffoon. But that's Modoc. I know. It, I know. But Modoc in the comics but... doesn't. Yeah, he's a big ass head, but he has a little bit of gravitas to it. It's not yes. This, you can't make Modoc in the movies like you did with the cartoon. He's not. But see, that's like what the they whole, did. The whole part, I know that. The whole part of when he even was dying. The, even the uh, Patton Oswald version <sighs> of it. Is, no, I know. Now. That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah, sure, buddy. <laughs> it's just like. That was just, the funniest thing that he said out of the whole, the whole thing. Every other part of and him. And the fact I that his little hand had to come out and caress Scott's face. <laughs> I was just I was just like, this is. I didn't dumb. want him to kill him because I wanted Modoc to get with AIM later. No, I'm okay. good with them getting rid of him because I don't want to see his. He lost, like, I was like, hey, this is, it's actually looked pretty cool, mm-hmm. the way he acted, and then they removed the mask. And I'm yes. like, oh, now it looks dumb. Mm-hmm. Because I was perfectly fine with it. It was just masked up the entire time. Yeah. And I heard the voice, and if he alluded or told Scott, hey, it's Darren, you'll yeah. never know who it is or whatever. And I think it. it was a good way to get Modoc into the MCU, and you don't have to ever do it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this because of the absurdity of the other characters within the quantum realm, you could get away with this. And that's why they went with Darren's character. It, it was very easy to turn Darren into Modoc. Yeah. Because you set it up in the first one, you know, perfectly. Mm. I didn't like Darren being Modoc because I, I didn't, I, you know, I wanted those characters to be separate. But I, from a writing standpoint, I completely understand why they do it, why they did it. Yeah, you're trying to get as many characters as you possibly can, so you just combine two. Yes. Well, so. you, but you've already also established the character, so you don't have to do a lot of detail of how how Modoc was created or why Modoc was created, right? Or what happened to? Well, it's also because Disney had his W two on file, and they just said, "Hey, yeah. we need another actor." And so yeah, but when when you can get shortcuts in the writing to get to a character, and you don't have to tell a lot of, about the character, you're going to take it, mm-hmm. because then you can get into other action that you don't have to waste telling right. Bruce Wayne's parents' death over and over again. Mm. You know, it, when you do that, you've taken up fifteen minutes, ten minutes of your movie that you yeah. could have used for something else. Yeah, that's why you don't get a lot. That's why Marvel does a great job with not telling a lot of backstory. You know, they'll give it to you when you need it, but they'll introduce, hey, this is Hawkeye. He can shoot really well. This is Black Widow. She can kick your ass. Yeah. That's all you really need to know. You know, and then, okay, as their characters evolve and develop, you get more of their backstory. Yeah. When you have the opportunities. Excuse me. Um, I enjoyed Ant Man. I you know to me the Ant Man movies have been Ant Man movies. You know they they've been the MCU, but they've been. Mm, that's I mean every Ant Man movie so far for me has just been they're fun. I enjoy watching them. Is it something that I need to watch again? Maybe not. Mm. But you know I I enjoyed it for what it was. Now when the next connection to Kang comes out whether it's in Marvels or, you know, or whatever, mm. you may go back and watch it to see, oh, yeah, okay, that's what happened with him. Because the, the, the Council of Kings at the end right. was straight out of the comic book. Mm. 
they're, they're, uh, when you see one of the kings in front of the whole crowd and you, you see you know, all the kings, yeah. it's almost the exact panel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you, granted, you have the different, you know, you see more of a variety of king, I think, in the movie than you do in the book. Yeah. Because it's easier to <laughs> Well, yeah. But to see that they're going to you know, delve into some of those other Kang. Uh, I don't want to say personalities because it's not personalities. The other Kang characters. Yeah. There we go. Is very interesting. You know, especially, I, I hope they pick, I hope they pick one or two of them that isn't really big in the comics. You know, to give you, well, to expand Kang. Yeah, but I mean, obviously they're going. To, you know, they're going to go with the big ones. They're going to grow, go with a at least a big one, and you might have a lesser one with it. But. You might during the Avengers movie, you might get more of the interactions with more maybe lesser known ones, because the Kang Dynasty, you know, mm-hmm. is probably going to have to some play some into it. Uh, mentioned the incursions in this, so yeah. we got a little bit more detail about incursions, uh, which is. You know, another Secret Wars thing, building the Secret Wars. Um, I, I just, you know, I have a feeling Deadpool, after seeing this mm-hmm. and with the multiverses and the incursions and stuff like that, I'm almost wondering if Deadpool 3 is going to be an incursion movie. It's probably going to have all the Deadpool versions that were in the comic. Ladypool, Dogpool... That would be interesting if they did, because you could get away with it there, but you know, and then his final his final stop is to the MCU. No, because at some point you're going to have you know Deadpool's probably going to show up in Secret Wars or something, something, you know, and they are they already confirmed that Patrick Stewart's coming back as (laughs) Professor X in Deadpool. Oh, they are. Yeah. Um, Okay. Um. Anna Paquin's coming back as Rogue. Uh, so there, you know, there's talk that it may go through the Fox verse, mm. and you may end up getting, you know, some of those characters from Fantastic Four and, you know, the X Men and stuff. Yeah. Which, fine, you can do it. You can get away with it there. You know. Yeah. Um. Who knows, you know, what... It'll be very interesting to see what happens with that movie when it comes out. Deadpool? Yeah. Uh, but Ant-Man, I mean... Ant-Man was okay for me. Like, it it wasn't as enjoyable as the other two Ant-Men Did you movies. like this or Strange, uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness better? Doctor Strange. Me too. Uh, I didn't think the comedy really hit this time around. What but did it, you think it of wasn't Janet? As a, huh? What did you think of Janet and her... Uh, all of her story? Um, holding back, you know, that she holding back from what she was telling about Kang and yeah, no, not Jan- oh, Janet. Uh, Janet. Oh, yeah, yeah, Janet. Um, mm. it gave her more, gave her more to do. But <laughs> I love the part. Well, you got with him. Well, it's thirty years, hon. Yeah, yeah, I got with Alinda. <laughs> I. I liked the fact that they use Michael Douglas's like most likely his own hearing aid. Yeah. In the movie as a prop. So I thought that worked. Yeah. 
and him coming in at the end, that was pretty cool with the ants. Well, that was pretty cool. I just kept imagining that we'd see those ants at uh, at DCA <laughs> because you know how they have all the little spiders. They did have a, Kate Cassie is now there in uh, her structure costume. Mm-hmm. Um, there's snow in Disneyland today. There was no one in Disneyland. Snow. Oh, s- it snowed in Disneyland today. Really? Yeah. Ethan's got a picture of him in wow. the snow in, in Burbank or uh, Silver Lake. Eagle Rock. Eagle Rock. Oh, didn't they? I heard them talking on uh, the radio. Wasn't it like Groffle, though? Not really like snow, snow. Kind of. Or, like it, it wasn't hard. That's the thing. Uh, I thought it was hail at first. Yeah. But when it landed on my hand, it was really soft. Like I was I was moving it around really easy, like just you know rubbing yeah. my, my fist together. But it was like, yeah, I mean, and it lasted a good... You know, five minutes or so. Wow. But none of it really actually stuck on the ground. It kind of like landed and then almost instantly melted. Okay. But, you know, I'll show you the video afterwards. Is yeah. You can definitely tell you, it's white stuff falling from the sky. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. That's crazy. So, anything else? Anything else about Ant-Man? Mm. We did get that it was leading to Loki season two at the very, yeah. very end. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Which... Completely goes against what Chris had said, you know, before he obviously he had said before Dr. Strange, you know, that you won't have movies and TV. Yeah. Doing you don't have end credit type shit. Yeah. You know, keeping them separate. Yeah. And then obviously that when you to know where Wanda's mindset is, you and to know, you know, about her kids, you have to watch WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And apparently, you know, I mean, not. Not so much with this one, no. But you do get them where you know they are. They see the Council of Kang. Yeah. Or no, I'm sorry, they don't. They don't. They see, don't see the Council. They just no. see um, Klaus Kang or whatever. Yes. From I don't know. He. It's in early. Yes, where he goes back into 1920s and starts so. to change time, you know, and, and becomes a an industrialist and right. starts, you know, changing um, technology and stuff. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're going to go take care of that variant at some point. Yeah. I don't know. I, the MCU, you know, every I know everybody, I know that everybody is saying that phase four felt like quality or quantity over quality. You know, now they're trying to take a step back and not give so much. Well, to me, it's... Yeah, they're putting a bunch of stuff out because they wanted to make sure that they wanted to get the entire storyline of the Infinity Gems mm-hmm. all told and the quality is there. So now they're pushing a lot of different types of properties out there just to give everybody something to look at, not just the cookie cutter crap right. that was of phase one through three. Because it was all, everybody complained about that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, these all feel the same. Do you think that Guardians 3, because it's the last Guardians movie, uh, is going to be very insular? Where, you know, it's not going to affect, you know, it's not going to be like, you know, one where you have them track, you know, tracking down a infinity gem, stone, whatever. You know, do you think this one's going to be more just about them? And 
Seems like it. I think so. That's kind mm-hmm. of that's kind of like a swan song type thing for them. So anyway, so yeah. I feel like it's gonna focus more on the team and and their story basically. Mm-hmm. Right. There is talk though that uh, the Agatha Hark- Harkness mm-hmm. show might be pushed back. It's fine. Yeah, I don't really know. You know, I, I don't really think that's gonna tie into anything much. Anyways. Hmm. But who knows? The thing about that is I feel like it's a series that shoehorned in because yeah, yeah. a song got popular. Oh, it's yeah. that, you know, without so a it's doubt. It's just kind of like, eh. But everybody liked Catherine Hahn, so we'll make a show around exactly. her. And it was we a know great the outcome of this, so. It's, it's a great character. I mean, you could do something. She did where, a great job. And don't, don't get me wrong. She did a great job mm. as the character. I just feel like. You know, a series was pushed forward because of how popular she got from a song. But see, with this one, character. with her, with this show, I mean, you could do it where you introduce Ghost Rider, you know, or Hellstrom or any of these other magical hell characters. Then they shouldn't have made a show, like a series about it. I could see them doing sort of like an Elvira type thing each Halloween. See, that's what like, I thought maybe they would do. Is they do, do a two hour thing, a little a vignettes introducing different characters, sort of like how Werewolf by Night was all one right movie. I, th- I thought that was going but, to be the, the Harkness was going to be the quote-unquote Halloween special this year. Yeah, that would work better. Right. You don't need a whole series about that. No, no, no. I, I think it's only like six episodes anyways. I think Loki's, so, the, uh, Loki's the only one that's like the longest one or something. Wasn't Loki only six episodes a lot the first season though? Was it? Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, look at that. There is a picture of uh, snow on the Hollywood Hills Mountain with the Hollywood sign. Hmm. All right. Um, anything else? No. No, that I can think of. No updates with Chris. Everything is still going good with him. He is uh, pretty much the same. He He's, I know they're getting him up, setting him up, and I think they... Have they gotten him into a chair? I think they got him into a chair this week. Yeah. I was gonna call. Yeah, I went. Um, I went and uh, saw him on Sunday. He talked about getting wheeled out to his rec area oh, for okay. a little bit. Uh, it looks like he's got a lot more mobility on his left side now too. His his arm is moving around. He's able to really close and open his fist on his left hand, which he wasn't able to the last time I saw him. Oh. Uh, he's moving his leg more. Uh, so it seems like you know he's progressing. That's good. That's fine. Yeah. So. You know, not fast enough for him, but well, yeah, <laughs> he's pro- he's progressing pretty fast, so he seems to be doing okay. John Favreau says Goku was training with Luke for up to two years. Mm-hmm. How does that fit into the timeline? Right? No, mm-hmm. seems mm-hmm. odd. Oh well, yeah. Unless there's supposed to be a two-year gap between that and Boba Fett. Sure. Maybe. No, because the way that Boba <coughs> Fett plays out, you know, it seems like it's pretty pretty right after the Mandalorian, too. So there's no way that it's two-year gap that he's been training with Luke. I, I'm I, just reading what... I, I, that, that kind of feels like maybe someone misconstrued what... John Favreau said, and it's just like, oh yeah, it's a two two year time frame with Luke. Yeah, it's more like he was <laughs> two probably or what? six months with Luke, you know, at the most. Hey, look, we know that Luke's time with Yoda was longer than what it appeared in the movies, mm. 
because you know it took quite a while to get from Hoth to Bespin. You know they were being mm. for months, but not years. Mm. You know it, it was a few months. So this doesn't seem like it's any more than a few months. I mean, like, granted, you do see the temples built mm. at the end. You know, and it was just being first built when they first when Mando first gets there. I don't know. It's yeah. hard to tell because, you know, tra- See, t- again, the problem is when you're mixing up your shows into <laughs> one show, this is the problem. That yeah, you but, fall but it's into. also the, the trouble with how long does it take you in the Star Wars universe to get from planet to planet in hyperspace? Mm-hmm. In the old EU, they kind of explained it a little bit more where it <clears> takes, <throat> you know, if you're going from Coruscant to Tatooine, mm-hmm. you know, it's a few weeks to a couple months, you know, even in hyperspace, even in hyperspace, it takes long, you know, yeah. that's how they kind of did a progression of time. Uh-huh. So once you jumped into hyperspace, you know, you were probably there for a while, not a long while. It's not like, you know, just going with parsec to parsec. All right. Turn yeah. this into hyperdrive. Okay. I'm going to take a nap guys. Pretty much. Well, yeah. Obviously you haven't watched it yet, but in, you know, Mandalorian, it shows him in hyperspace sleeping. So, mm. All right. Spoilers. Um, you know, that spoiler just ruined the whole thing. I, I was really looking forward to figuring out how Mando slept during hyperspace, but now... Well, wait till you see well, it, because... Yeah, yeah, he, he didn't tell you how he slept. Because you remember, he's also in an N1 Starfighter, which it's kind of cramped. All right, so on that note, we're going to wrap things up. Make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables and Twitter at Nerdables Show, and on Instagram is Nerdables. And go visit... GoFundMe.com and search Chris Kohler to leave a donation for Chris. We do appreciate everybody that has donated and has sent out their well wishes. Chris has gotten them, and he is very thankful and loves you all. So for Mikey and Ethan, I'm R.A. saying we will talk to you next time. 